You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. You know, every now and then, we need to be reminded that as Christians, we should always strive to live in excellence. I'm bringing this up today because, as usual, whenever I speak to you, it's probably what God has been dealing with me about all week. And I believe that even though it's our human nature to take so many good things for granted, we just can't afford to take our salvation and our relationship with Christ for granted. I mean, it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us. We need to demonstrate that in every area of our life. And we need to be enthusiastic about it, really. Enthusiasm comes from the Greek, uh, I'm sorry, the Greek word, in theos, which means inspired by God. So we should be inspired by God toward excellence. The great writer Mark Twain's favorite character was Tom Sawyer. And there was this one story where Tom Sawyer was just a boy and was told to go outside and paint the fence. Well, he didn't like it, but he decided that he would make the best of the situation. So he started painting the fence with all this enthusiasm and acting like he was enjoying it so much. And when his friends came up, he started telling them how much fun he was having painting the fence. Finally, he was so convincing how much fun it was, it wasn't long before Tom was sitting back watching all his friends paint his fence. You see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If, if we approach our job as something we have to do, and we try to do only what is expected from us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Excellence is getting to work early and finding ways to do the job better and going the extra mile with your duties. Some of you will say something like, well, hey, man, they, they don't pay me enough to do that. Well, let me tell you something. They never will with an attitude like that. We need to be like 
Daniel of old. The word says he was distinguished above presidents because an excellent spirit was in him. An excellent spirit. You see, God expects excellence from us. He expects it. The word says to work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men, knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that we will receive our inheritance. So the way we talk, the way we take care of things, the way we are when none of our Christian friends are around, in all these things, we should strive for excellence. And the reason we should is because we serve a great and excellent God who is exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think of. And as Christians, we're called to show his character in everything we do. Listen, God's not expecting us to be perfect. Living in excellence is not striving for perfection. It's just about honoring God with your whole life. A lot of us like to pick and choose which areas we want to live excellent in and which to be mediocre. But a true desire for excellence is a desire to be pleasing to God in everything that we do. When we live our lives committed to excellence, being consistent, having integrity, being generous, we're making a statement to the world that we are living for something greater, bigger, better than anything the world could ever offer. And by God's grace, we can show them by living in excellence that Christ is our motivation for everything. Did you know that Joseph was a slave and yet God said he was a prosperous man? Stay tuned to hear how to anticipate God's favor in your life, even in difficult times. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. How many know it's really hot out there? I'll tell you how hot it is. It's so hot that NASA 
NASA announced today that even though they are shutting down the space program, they are launching their new long-range popsicle missile program to cool things down. Isn't that great? Can't wait. Got to keep those jobs going. I want to share on the subject of prosperity. Prosperity by going back into the Word all the way back to Genesis where God teaches us about prosperity through the life of a young man named Joseph. Now what's interesting about one of the first lessons on prosperity is that God uses an oxymoron to do it. Now, if you don't remember what an oxymoron is, or you think an oxymoron is a distant cousin of yours, <laughs> I, I have one of those. For ex- let me t- explain what an oxymoron is. For, for example, if you say airline food, that's an oxymoron. Uh, or if you say congressional ethics, Unfortunately, that's an oxymoron. Okay, so you get it. But an oxymoron is when you combine contradicting terms. But in Genesis chapter 39, it says this, And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. So Joseph is identified as prosperous. But wait a minute. Just a few verses before this, we learn that Joseph was a slave, having been sold into slavery by his own brothers. So our lesson on prosperity comes from the life of a prosperous slave, which is certainly a contradiction in terms of our understanding of prosperity. Therefore, it seems like an oxymoron, a prosperous slave, because in our culture, we see prosperity as having all the trappings of wealth, money, cars, property, etc. You know, one thing I love about the Word of God is I don't believe God made any mistakes in it. I believe He had a reason for everything. And I don't think it was an accident that way back in the beginning... God pointed out to us through the story of Joseph that being prosperous and having prosperity is not about making money or accumulating wealth. Joseph was a young man who came to know the Lord as a teenager. He sought after the will and destiny that God called him to. And though he suffered greatly and had setbacks along the way, he trusted God. He had integrity. His prosperity was his promise because of his relationship with the Lord. So what we find here is God views prosperity much differently than we do. Material things are not an indicator of prosperity. True prosperity is simply knowing that God is with you in good times and in bad times. True prosperity is His vision alive in your heart. True prosperity is not found in finances, but in the favor and the blessings of God. And in His anointing. And in His power at work in your life. 
And if we think that God's favor is just the increase in our finances, then we have a diminished and limiting view of what God can do. And we need to have our eyes open to the true prosperity that God can give that goes well beyond our carnal knowledge and understanding of wealth. Joseph was a slave in the house of a rich and powerful man, and yet God saw Joseph as the prosperous one. Joseph knew he was prosperous because he knew prosperity comes from God and not from man. Because he trusted God, he had a confidence on the inside that was not affected by his circumstances on the outside. The word says this, Remember the Lord your God, for it is He who produces or who gives you the ability to produce wealth. I think the most important takeaway in this story of Joseph, the prosperous slave, is we need to stop interpreting so many of God's principles as relating to just our finances. Joseph, listen to this, Joseph had a prosperity mentality. And he lived a very successful life with many accomplishments. But God didn't measure his prosperity by what he had on the outside, but from what he had on the inside. And what he had on the inside is where all the prosperity came from, including the sizable external wealth that he created. The word says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers so we don't want to limit God by praying for him to prosper us just financially we want to pray for God to prosper us in what in all things in all things and in everything that we do today I hope you know that you can prosper in the Lord and in the world because of the confidence and faith you have in Jesus Christ. You can prosper just like Joseph even in tough financial times. So don't get discouraged. Anticipate anticipate the blessing and favor of God in your life. And I promise you something good will happen to you in Jesus name. Can you receive that word this morning? Every good thing we have is because of the grace of God. Stay right there to learn four things that will activate God's blessings in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. But first, I want to talk about the blessings of God. Is that okay? 
There's an old saying, the hardest math to learn is that which enables us to count our blessings. Okay, say this short prayer with me. Lord, I need your blessing on my life. Now, whether we express this prayer verbally or not very often, this is a constant declaration for every Christian because we love the Lord and we all desire his blessing on our life all the time. And I want to encourage you and assure you today that no matter what is going on in your life right now, God intends to and plans on showering you with his blessing. The word says in John that from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. So it's God's plan to bless us. But we have to remember to do these four things to activate God's blessings in our life. The first thing is this. We have to remember that you have to receive God's blessings through Christ. The greatest blessing you'll ever receive is the gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. That's why we can say we're happy. Others will let you down. Others can disappoint. But Jesus will stand with you in every situation. Just look at this past week. The Dallas Cowboys. They disappointed me. Okay, how about the Texas Rangers? I can't even talk about that yet. There's always next year. (laughs) I love them, but that was a disappointment. There's always things that will disappoint you in your life, but the Lord will never disappoint you. And when we accept him, we are eternally blessed. You see, God blesses us in many ways, but he starts our relationship out with the greatest blessing of all. He saved us. He gave us life, hope, a future. The word says, what shall I return to the Lord for all of his goodness to me? Of course, we want God's blessing on our life. But first, we have to stop and acknowledge that when we accepted Christ, we are blessed now and forever. Somebody say amen. Amen. So we want God to keep blessing us, okay? So the next thing we have to remember is this. Celebrate God's blessings In worship, the word says, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all of his benefits. You might say, am I supposed to celebrate God's blessings when I don't feel like I'm very blessed? Yes, you are. I just told you, because of Christ, I live. When we adapt this outlook on our life, we develop a different attitude about the trials and the hardships in our life. We put them in God's hands where they belong, and we celebrate Because through Christ, we're saved. So we're still blessed. That brings me to the third thing that we have to remember to be blessed. We have to expect God's blessings by faith. The word says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he blesses those who earnestly seek him. You see, many times we can't feel or see the blessings that we have or that are coming our way because we don't know what God is up to. And that's why we have to trust him. If we did know, we would need faith. So sometimes we can be going through the fire 
but still know by faith that God has his hand on us. The Lord said, don't worry, little flock, for it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Little verse, amazing promise. The only one who has the power to give you everything wants to give it to you. And finally, we have to remember that we are always blessed when we share God's blessings with others. I like this old saying. Blessed are those who give without remembering and those who take without forgetting. Now, we could make the part about sharing all about money. The Word sure gives us plenty of material on giving to others, but listen, that would be way too limiting of God's purpose on our life. The best thing we can share with others is the best thing that God shared with us. And of course, that's His Son, Jesus Christ. And when we share the blessing that Christ is to us with others, every other blessing we have just spills out on us. The Word says we're even supposed to respond to people who have a bad attitude. It says, don't repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing. Because to this, you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. You see, the message, the principle, the promise of his word is that the best way to live a blessed life is to be a blessing to someone else. You know something? I'm really blessed. I'm really blessed, and so are you. And it took me a long time to understand that my circumstances don't really have any say about it. And it's only been since I have understood that that God has begun to bless me in ways I could never have hoped for. You see, everything we have, including our potential, is because of the grace of God. And if you want blessings on your life today, just receive his greatest blessing through Jesus Christ. Celebrate Jesus in your life by worshiping the King of Kings today and expect God's blessing in your life by faith in Him and His Word and share what God has blessed you with with those around you. I promise you, something good will happen in Jesus' name. Will you receive that Word into your life this morning? Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.